This episode of the Quality Goods Podcast is brought to you by the Genius Brand. Products formulated according to science. Genius Electrolytes is a hydration drink mix redefining the category. Compared to the leading sports drinks on the market today, Genius Electrolytes sets itself apart with absolutely no artificial flavors, colors, or sugars. The electrolyte powder is a healthy alternative to optimize your hydration. If you need more energy and improved athletic performance, you'll love the amazing boost you get from the unique electrolyte formula. Genius Electrolytes contains sustamine, a clinically tested ingredient that combines amino acids L-glutamine and L-alanine to assist with amplifying your body's hydration process. So hydrate the smart way with Genius Electrolytes. You can also combine it with Genius Pre, my beloved stimulant-free pre-workout. Get a little hydration, a little stimulation, hit the gym, good to go. Now you can get 15% off at thegeniusbrand.com with code QUALITY at checkout. You can get your hands on some Genius Electrolytes, some Genius Pre, some of the vitamins, matcha, greens. They got a tons of supplements for whatever part of Genius that you are trying to unlock. So hit up thegeniusbrand.com today. Code quality at checkout for 15% off. Tim Cole is the former VP of Mascot Sports. The reason I emphasize former is actually the reason why we invited him to join us on the podcast once more. Throughout our COVID business series, we've connected with former guests of ours to discuss how COVID-19 pandemic has affected their businesses and livelihoods. Mascot Sports was an athletic events business, and the events industry is one of the hardest hit verticals of 2020. Events well into next year have been canceled and postponed, and no events means a certain demise for many events-based businesses, and the boutique sporting events company could not sustain. Though Tim was sad to let go of such an exciting role, he was not discouraged. After a tiny bit of soul searching, he hit the job market and in quite a bold way. His approach on LinkedIn is a great example of how we can leverage some incredible tools and with a bit of creativity and vulnerability, it paid off in the best possible way. I had the privilege of watching this all unfold before my eyes on LinkedIn and it is an inspiring story that we think you all should hear. So throw this on while you tidy up that resume or LinkedIn profile while we get into it and see what's good. Quality, 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 quality goods. Quality, 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 quality goods. What is going on, good people? You are tuned in to the Quality Goods Podcast. I'm Chris Beatty. And I'm Anson Jay. And today we have a guest that is returning. You may have heard him uh, many episodes ago as the former VP of Mascot Sports and uh, now the sales development rep at Omada Health. Yeah, we got Tim Cole. Good yeah. morning, Chris. Good morning, Anton. Thanks for having me back good on. Good morning. Yeah, good morning, man. man. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a lot going on these uh, past couple of days, weeks, months. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're in a new podcasting location. Yeah. Tim will soon be in a new uh, residential location, and uh, yeah, there's moving. lots of lots of movement yeah, going moves, on. Moves end of end of made. 2020, you know, going to 2021, just coming at you. Yeah, if we can't go to bars, we might as well just like house hop, I guess. <laughs> there you go. There yeah, you go. yeah. I'm I got quite an upgrade in space with my new place. So I'm pretty stoked on that. I had a lot of things. <laughs> I realized I really a lot of motherfucking things in a small place. And so now in my new place, like having it all spread throughout the place, it, it fits a lot better here. Gotcha. Yeah. So you just brought all your things from one spot to the other. You didn't purge anything amongst the move. Uh, a few items are being purged and not luckily not too many items are being added i didn't need to add a whole lot but a little bit yeah i got the exact opposite i had to purge quite a bit but even from moving from my one place to when i moved in with chris i had hella stuff and i'm like so i decided to go with a studio but also kind of purposely to like minimalize more things 
yeah. and I'm doing it. Yeah. So, and then I've been like heavy reselling. So I'm just going to resell whatever I'm not going to keep in whatever, you know, you're like, a big least, sneaker guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I do sneakers. And, no, that's like, yeah, I definitely did that too because I had so many shoes. I just never wore anymore. So it was, it was time to move on and just let someone else enjoy them that, that will, and I'll get some money off it. You know, it's fine. But mostly I, the space is what I was like, you know, uh, really trying to, trying to maximize. So, but yeah, man, it's good to, good to touch up with you again last time i mean last time was right before the uh turkey trot last year when that was still a thing and then now here we are uh well did they have like a virtual one or something that i saw some people doing some virtual run-in but yeah i actually did do my own virtual turkey oh, trot okay. this year well, i did Happy. a i did a 5k oh well, yeah see that's so my, yeah. by myself on uh, thanksgiving day yeah so that's got like, my my apple fitness reward <laughs> for doing a 5k on on thanksgiving oh nice. yeah i mean just because it's not events doesn't mean, um, you know, fitness stops and certainly on a day yeah. like Thanksgiving, I think, uh, it feels <laughs> good to move a little bit before, uh, before we hunker down. Yeah. yeah. Earn those calories, man. <laughs> Gotta earn it. Yeah. I, I definitely earned whatever I want to eat this weekend. I, oh, yeah. I have burned over a thousand calories every day for the past four days in a row. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just me walking up the stairs right now to get yeah. here. I was like, all right, you, yeah. got, you have to go up and down. I got lucky with my stair situation for moving, but I'm like, yeah, dude, that's a lot of steps. Yeah, for I'm, sure. I'm on the third floor. So no just, elevator. and I moved mostly by myself. Wow. Yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. So like I, I had to help with furniture and some large items, but everything else uh, was pretty much all me. Just, you know, we're in COVID. I don't want to have a yeah, whole bunch exactly. of people and it was during the week so I just took yeah. time off you know people got to work so I just took it upon myself and that way I was able to unpack as I went I would highly recommend that to anybody yeah, who has the, the time and yeah the means to do so mm. yeah like I didn't buy boxes or nothing I had like my storage like tubs that I store stuff in and I just moved back and forth trying to cut down on that waste and the time from you know making a box taping it up and all that so what did you guys find over the course of your move that you weren't using? You almost like forgot you had it and you actually were like, I guess the opposite of purge, like, oh, wow, this is like $5 in my pocket or this is something actually that I will be using now that I found it. You know, I just, uh, for me, I think the thing is uh, I have a lot of uh, music gear that I just didn't have set up because I didn't have the space to have it all out. And now just ha having the ability to have it all hooked up at once um, so that it's just immediately accessible to me. So if I'm feeling a spark of creativity, I can just walk over to my computer, flip, a, you know, open an application and start going. Whereas before, you know, I have to like move some, shuffle some things around, yeah. uh, you know, plug it in, do this and that. And uh, just all, you know, it doesn't seem like much, but those like that little bit of time, it's, it can stifle creativity. Absolutely. And yeah, yeah when you want to just get, like, you know, when that creative spark hits, you just want to go and you just yeah. want to get think it about out setting yeah. up all the other things. Yeah. You're, yeah just so to make it happen. I think I will get a lot more usage out of my music gear. All right. Well, let us know when the, the LP drops. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I had it planned 2020, but Hey, everybody yeah. had something planned in 2020, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is actually, uh, you know, why we invited you back to the podcast, man, because uh, like we alluded to in the intro of this podcast, you are in a new role and, uh, you know, you are largely in an events-based industry and in 2020, uh, events are off limits. So, you know, unfortunately... Tim was uh, unable to continue working with mascot sports and uh, I pay attention to LinkedIn a lot and I saw him take a really unorthodox approach to uh, job hunting. You know, a lot of people job hunting this year, yeah. including myself. L luckily, I didn't lose my job, but, you know, I'm just, I'm just trying to just make it move on up. But uh, yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> Tim wasn't able to continue working with mascot sports and he really pitched himself with video like really cool sales videos and um can you just talk a little bit about like what led you to taking that approach yeah uh cool is a very flattering word i, I don't know if they were <laughs> cool uh hopefully they got, they got your attention that's all I yes cared about. absolutely yeah, that's all i cared about but um 
Yeah. I mean, as you mentioned, the 2020 has been a crazy year and was doing really well in the events industry. COVID, you know, hits pretty hard right around that March time area. And, you know, being a small, small shop and just starting up, we really didn't have reserves to, to keep everyone on. So immediately I went into job hunt mode and it was a process, man. Um, because, um, you know, it was, it wasn't like I could really hold my, I couldn't go find another events job. Right. Um, so I had to sort of rethink, do some soul searching, if you will, and think about what I was good at and what I, how I could transfer that to maybe a different industry. Um, and really what it came down to was, um, I love sales and I love interacting with people and I love asking the questions that maybe, um, uncover, uncover needs and really the, the basis of being a great salesperson. And so I thought about, okay, well, I have a lot of sales experience across different industries. So let's lead with that. And obviously the people that are hiring right now are industries that aren't, um, hit hard by COVID like, like tech or something along those lines of, of industries that can actually flourish in this sort of new, different, weird world. Um, and so I went into job hunting focused towards that. And that was tough too, because I don't, I didn't have much of a tech sales background. And so when I'm contending with a lot of people that do, um, it automatically puts me, you know, a little bit in the back of the pack yeah. of just looking on paper, right? Because that's yeah. <clears throat> the name of the game is, is getting to that interview. I always thought like, if I could get to that interview and people could get to know me and my approach and I could show them what I can do, um, then I think I can put myself in a really good position, but getting to that interview stage is the hardest part. Resumes, yeah, absolutely. What's mm-hmm. one piece of paper from another? Right. Yeah. No face. Exactly. Yeah. No face. Yeah. I think that's an under, yeah, that's an under, uh, stated point is like, everyone's like, well, just get another job. It's like, dude, that's not as easy as you make it seem. I mean, I've been fortunate. I've been, you know, my one company for a long time, but I know what people go through just to, like you said, get in the room yeah. to yeah. talk to the, the other side. Yeah. How much time is spent crafting your resume making yeah. sure that you're, it's consistent with your LinkedIn profile yeah. and making sure you have all the keywords and, yeah. And the best time all, to get those are job, all things. Yeah. The best time to get a job is when you have one, right? Because you can leverage yes. that position. So I wasn't in that position. So mm-hmm. I, I had to do some extra things. Um, and for me, it wasn't as simple as applying, although I did find a cool source for resume. So I recommend this one called enhancecv.com. Um, actually a guy we went to high school with Michael Sene recommended it to me. It, it, as much as you can't stand out on paper, this was a really cool formatting style that I thought, Oh, this might get people's attention. Um, so through a lot of work, got, got a resume that I felt really confident in. And then from there, use LinkedIn to try to connect with the hiring manager at whatever company. Um, and so I came across this position at Omada Health, um, which I was really never heard of Omada before. It's basically a digital health platform that helps employers um, with, their, with their employees' needs to help fight obesity, diabetes, hypertension, and now um, MSK, musculoskeletal, which is basically like physical therapy is, is involved with that. Um, and then behavioral health, which is um, growing in terms of its need amongst the marketplace. But um, so I was really excited about this company, Omada, because they took this proactive approach to healthcare. It wasn't about taking pills or it wasn't necessarily about the tedious process of going to a doctor. It was more of this digital app-based platform when going to a doctor is really tough right now, especially amongst COVID. And so I was really excited about this company. So then, but I didn't know anyone there. Um, So I messaged the hiring manager on LinkedIn, didn't hear anything. And then I worked with a recruiting agency who really pushed me to make a pitch video. And, and I, I saw some (laughs) examples and I was like, these aren't that good. Like these are the ones that they showed me. I was like, these aren't even that good. I could put something together. 
So I just kind of went off the cuff, recorded one, and I showed it to my girlfriend, Nadia, and she's like, it's okay, but I've seen you do better. I've seen you do better when you prepare. I've seen you do better when you write a script, practice it multiple times. And so I made this video pitch. I called it pitch 2.0 because I wanted to promote the fact that I wasn't satisfied with my first edition. Uh, and, and that this is, this is my, uh, improved shot because that's, I'm about taking feedback, implementing it and getting better. And no matter what job you're looking for, if you have those skills, you will be sought after. And so I put that video together and I messaged back the same hiring manager, my manager now, Domenico Chico at, um, Omada. And he immediately after receiving that video said, Tim, I love your persistence. I'm pushing you to the interview phase. And, nice. and from there, hey. it, it, uh, <laughs> it really came together and it was a great fit. So um, there's something about making yourself vulnerable and putting yourself out there because it shows you're authentic and it shows you're willing to take chances. And a lot of times in sales, especially in my role where I'm sort of um, appointment hunting, if you will, and talking to some major employers on the enterprise level, you have to put yourself out there in creative ways. And, and luckily Absolutely. that got noticed uh, at Omada. And now I'm in there and, and working hard and it's been, it's been a fun ride so far. Yeah. Not, not only did it get uh, noticed by Omada, but it got noticed by me, man. And I was just like, wow, like he's really going for it. I, like I've never seen this approach taken, but it's a bold one. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes those bold moves really pay off because if you put yourself out there like that, you're going to attract the kind of company that is looking for that kind of energy. Yeah. And, and so by taking that risk, yeah. You, I mean, what did you have to lose? You know, it's exactly. Like, have nothing to lose. And you're right in the fact that yeah. I owe a huge amount of um, gratitude towards my network because the more, I mean, we understand the social media game, the more attention that a post gets, the higher it will be on feeds. Right. And the fact that my friends you know, supported me with that, they liked that post, they commented, yep. Tim's the guy, hire this guy. Like all of that <laughs> really helped. And obviously people that were the hiring, hiring managers or people in those positions notice that even if it's my own friends, um, promoting me, it, um, it certainly helped a lot. So I appreciate, I appreciate you, Chris, for noticing that and, and for everyone along the way that, that, um, that, you know, we're, we're um, in my corner in that position. Yeah. You know, we're just trying to help you boost your leading by example, because a lot of people can use advice like this mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I know a handful of people who are still job hunting and then, you know, with, you know, openings, reopenings, reclosings, it's really hard for people to like retain uh, steady employment. So these kind of bold moves are something to consider mm. in any industry. Yeah. It's not just that like the video is the number one thing to do there. You have to be your own. Yeah. You have to create your own brand. Right. Um, maybe for some people it's video, maybe for some people it's creating some sort of virtual deck or some sort of portfolio or, yeah, or like an app, a mobile app, you know, or maybe um, you go old school and you, you figure out how to send a handwritten note. I mean, it's a lot harder, right? Mm -hmm. Cause it's to someone's residence. But if you, if you worked hard enough, you did some connecting on LinkedIn <laughs> you could probably find the hiring manager's address. How did, how did this person find me? Yeah. yeah. You got to be careful <laughs> yeah. about that. And you got to, you got to approach it with like this sort of, um, you gotta, yeah, you gotta, you gotta know what to put in that letter as well. You know, like, I mean, there's so many different elements to, to doing it right. Right. Like the first sentence would probably be, this is weird. Uh, and yes, yes. I'm not waiting outside your door right now but I'm yeah. metaphorically knocking on your door because I feel like yeah. this is a strong enough opportunity and I'm a great fit here that I need to do whatever I could to get your attention. Yeah. You better make sure that you're the best man for the job. If you're, if you're yeah. taking that approach, you better, better yeah. be damn. Well, it's well. something that even uh, I, I was talking about today. There is a little bit of a tangent because they talked about it more from a relationship standpoint, but it was a whole thing of like, okay, you left your other job you couldn't apply those exact skills to a new thing because that, that industry wasn't there. So like, of course you had to go about it differently. And like persistence was one thing, but if you just sent your resume to this dude three times, four times, it's the same thing. 
what really took notice was oh damn like he's got more elements to him more layers that i want to know about and it was the video that yeah just happened to be that's that's how you caught the eye you know what i mean like approaching it just a little different and make that little tweak on it yeah and i, th I think a line that i dropped in that video was that um i confronted that i confronted what what immediately someone would look at my resume and be like mm, he doesn't have a lot of tech sales like i i addressed that right i want to be the person to address that not the employer right so i said you know Maybe yeah, you yeah. noticed that you pulled a B rabbit on him. You pulled a B rabbit, bro. You just put all your put all your shortcomings out there. Be like, yeah, I don't know this, but I do. Hey, exactly. I'm gonna kill it anyway. I did have to stare in the mirror and kind of nod back and forth a little bit before I did that. Yeah. But um, but I addressed uh, you know, but I addressed that my diverse perspective is the um, is the fresh approach that you need, and I've noticed that already at Omada that. A lot of times, and I'm learning so much in the world of healthcare, it's very complex, convoluted, but there's some sort of techniques and sales that I'm bringing from different worlds that I've been in that exactly. my team learns a lot from. And I think, you know, just because you don't follow this blue chip approach or, or industry specific, that's not necessarily bad. Uh, have you guys read this book, Range, by, I think it's David Epstein? I have not. I think mm. I've heard of it, but you know, like I'll a, have to um, throw that on the list. It's got like a Tiffany blue cover with a key, a set of key ring, um, a set of keys on there. But anyway, it, it talks about why generalists triumph in a, um, in a specialized world. And it talks mm -hmm. a little bit about um, Tiger Woods and Roger Federer. So Tiger, I mean, we, a lot of people know his story at three years old. His dad was putting, maybe gluing a golf club into his hands, right? So he was playing since day one. All he knows is golf. Um, that's certainly one way to approach it. And he's crushed it doing that. Roger Federer is a different approach. Uh, growing up, I think in Switzerland, right? Uh, he played everything. And his mom, in fact, I think was a tennis instructor or something like that. And she knew the value of, she didn't want him to burn out. So she, so she didn't say like, you know, just focus on tennis, play all the things, play basketball, play baseball, play ski, whatever. Um, and by having that sort of diverse approach, he, one, he says he kept his fire that when he decided to focus on tennis, he wasn't too burnt out. And two, a lot of the athleticism that he approached, that he picked up playing these different sports has helped him play tennis. So I think you, whether you're a tiger or you're a Roger, you can do really well out there and people should be encouraged that their background actually helps them get whatever they want, even if it doesn't make sense in the most literal fashion. Yeah. I like those words. They resonate with me a lot, man, because I am kind of that as well. You know, I have an audio engineering degree yet here I am working in tech and software development that has nothing to do with audio production. Yeah. So what did so. you pick up? What do you feel like from your audio background you actually bring to the software dev world um, to help you there? I actually parallel this a lot of times um, with, you know, colleagues and stuff. Um, I went to school for music production. So like working in the studio and stuff. And now I'm in product management, which has to do uh, with the, the process of developing software. So it's a very process oriented role. But they there are a lot of parallels between the two. Uh, in the way that they collaborate with everybody else that's involved in the creation of the product, whether it be a song or a piece of software, like the product manager or the, or, or the producer, their job is to stand back and take a look at all the pieces and make sure that everybody has the best environment possible to create the best product at the end of the day. So the in both roles you have to know a little about everything that's going on so as a music producer i have to know how to record and uh, know engineering uh, stuff and i also have to know uh, what it's like to be in front of a microphone and know what it's like to be the artist and know like the creative aspect of writing a song and stuff like that and uh, just being able to hear uh, certain things like the, when they're off or when they're not mm -hmm. and uh, 
in the same way that a product manager is collaborating with engineers. So they need to know a little bit about the code. Do they have to be, you know, a code wizard? No, but you should know what can be done, what needs to be done, how long it takes and stuff. And they also collaborate with like the business folks and they're also the voice of the customer. So mm -hmm. you have to talk to everybody that's involved and make sure that, you know, you have the ability to create the best product at the end of the day. And so that's kind of what gravitate. I didn't, I didn't even know about the product management path before I got into tech, but as I, you know, put some, some time into the industry, I really gravitated towards that role because of my background in music production. Yeah. Like an offensive coordinator or something like being able to tune into a lot of different people in a lot of different roles and have it all sync. Yeah. If I was the offensive coordinator, yeah, knowing the talents of your team, you know, do I have like, how's my O line? Like, how's my receivers? Like, do I have guys that can, you know, go for the deep ball or do I just have some slot receivers? Like what are the strengths of my players? And you have to know how to, you know, bend your uh, playbook around the strengths of your pieces. Yeah. So, you know, like if I'm the offensive coordinator of the Oakland Raiders, I cannot go take that playbook and take it to the Miami Dolphins and expect the same results because, you know, all those players have different talents and, you know, the, I don't know who the tight end of the <laughs> Miami Dolphins is, but I'm sure he's, he's no Darren Waller. So, <laughs> yeah. 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 I think a lot of it is just about like adaptability. You know what I'm saying? Like every, like, I mean, every job that you get hired for, they're going to train you how to do that job. So it doesn't matter about that. You know what I'm saying? You have to be able to learn things and apply them is all that matters. You know what I'm saying? Like I've done sales forever. And then now I do a role where I work with more of the management than the, the customers. So but I'm still selling them the idea of, of what I need to do. You know what I'm saying? So, and, and that changes. And like, even with you, you have new customers, so their needs are going to be different, you know? And then even like you said, your background not being in like medical, you know, uh, sales, you have questions that come from a different place than people who have been in it their whole life or, you know, their whole professional careers, you know? So it's like just being able to move on and, and, and change with whatever position you're in yeah. or whoever your clients are going to be. Yeah. Throughout the interview process at Amada, they were pretty, um, they were pretty vocal in the fact that, that they could teach me a lot of different things, but they need more personality driven characteristics to do really well in this role, to have that tenacity, to be creative, to figure out how to get in front of people. And a big part of it was just company culture. So I'll, I'll uh, tell a little story of my interview process. Um, so my final interview is like this three hour back to back talking to a lot of different people and it involved a presentation and it talked to Omada wanted me to present in the first 90 days that I would be there. How would I thrive in this position? And that's a little tough because I didn't exactly know the framework of how everything works there, but they just want to see me, give me a task and see how I do with that. And I'm presenting this thing that I think is, is decent. I put some work in, but it's, I'm talking to a crowded room of, of, of zoom people and it, I'm not hearing much. Feedback, <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. I don't know how this is being received. But one of the parts of my presentation was that I need to go to school on all the people that I work with to be able to develop best practices. And so for the graphic for that slide, I Google imaged my boss, Domenico, and found a photo from his MySpace back <laughs> And it wasn't, it wasn't like too risque that it was embarrassing, but it was a little embarrassing. And I put <laughs> yeah. that as the lead photo. I get to that slide, the whole room erupts in laughter <laughs> and it totally put me at ease. And I think it ever, it signaled to everyone like this guy gets it. And then I interviewed with, my boss's boss after that. And a big thing that he brought up was that, you know, like we'll teach you a lot of things. I'm, I'm not really worried about your background. The fact that you threw that MySpace photo in, you get our team, like you get our culture, you're a good fit here. So um, again, mm -hmm. that was a, that was a risk um, that I threw out there, but, um, but it was calculated based upon knowing the personality of, of my uh, manager and, and it certainly was something unique that other people didn't do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously the video helped to begin with, and then you had several interviews or whatever before that final one. So you knew that, like you said, their personality, they're giving off. You wouldn't have done that, 
in the you know just randomly right. there were some keys that said all right that's the move to make yeah yeah on my space <laughs> company culture is very important too you know like when you're going into a role you know you can't like I mean, desperation can drive us all to do some crazy things and just take whatever job. But if you have the luxury of being able to, you know, assess the culture of where you're going in and the fit, because if if this is something that you got to do for the long term, your happiness is at stake here and company culture feeds into that. And so, you know, your, your work becomes in like a part of your family yeah. kind of you know you spend a lot of time with yeah. these people and if you can't like you know make your your coworkers laugh or whatever and just smile have a good time and you know maybe uh, bring up a little embarrassment here and there then you know that, that doesn't sound like a <laughs> place that i want to be working at you um, know yeah i mean i've done did plenty of interviews you know in my day and like the whole time i'm thinking can i just tolerate being around this person the whole time you know like is it gonna be enjoyable for me like i have the luxury of picking my squad i want people that push me to be better and have fun doing it you know what i'm saying like yeah so yeah how do you feel that companies because they they have a company culture and identity but it's probably totally been flipped on its head because you know now it's all virtual how do you feel like companies can maintain culture in this weird world right now? My company has actually taken a lot of measures to do this and by uh, having virtual events where people uh, come together and we've done like Zoom painting <laughs> things. Uh, we've done like virtual escape rooms oh. and like virtual wine tasting and all this stuff. Yeah, because remote work was uh, no stranger to our industry before COVID, but now it's forced everybody to be at home all the time. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's it's good to interact with uh, your coworkers on other than just work. Right. You know, like we used to have so many opportunities just, you know, walking by each other in the office just to shoot the shit about whatever. But now you have to cold message people on Slack and that does not have the same feel just like popping up like, Oh, Hey buddy, what's up? You know, like I'm sure some people do that, but it's, it's not the same. uh, It's not as efficient energy. Yeah. Set up a half hour on zoom where it's like, I probably could, Talk about yeah, you want it to be natural, like oh, in these thirty minutes we're gonna bond, bro. Like, that shit don't work like that. You know what I'm saying? It's in the yeah. course of, like you said, it turns into a family whether you like it or not. You around someone that long, you you create a relationship, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. but when you're going virtual, it is yeah, it makes it tough. I mean, even my little group chat with like my my coworkers that do the same position, like I, I'll shoot memes out there all the time, just really specific that like only our industry would get, and it's hilarious to them, you know. And like it breaks the tension for us sometimes, you know, but. You know, um, I think even that's like I, I work at a company that's heavy retail and and big or not big box, but um, in person retail, and we still have to say our message is the same. And luckily, our core values work in this kind of world. Like we know it goes away, so let's make it as safe as possible for our employees as well. You know, like let's like yeah, of course we got to make money or whatever, but mental we we are trying to stress more about like mental health like you know our dm's good or us in the field really good you know the jobs that can distance themselves do that you know um but yeah i think it's just having those right people in place anyway that know like hey my job's different now you know what we used to talk about doesn't isn't as applicable as it once was yeah. you know and so how is the retail world this holiday season compared to yeah oh it's definitely rough man you know what i'm saying but i mean i think we tried to you know we did really well in these off seasons um moving up to it like we were quicker to kind of bring back some of our management and and fill orders before we went you know um back to like in-person shopping but um yeah, it's been brutal now. You know, what's tough is there's no model to go against to predict this one than ever before, you know? Like, there was no real, you know, any time where the world shut down like this. So even though our company is doing okay, we can't even get our product quick enough to the stores because of the distributors and the other companies that we buy from, they're trying to be real conservative. So they're like, well, that's great that you want us, but we don't even want to do that because we want to make sure we can really handle the load you're asking for, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to talk, like shift gears a little bit and talk about the power of LinkedIn as a platform. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of people undervalue what 
can really be done there you know for like it's no longer just you know a place to nah. host your resume or profile <laughs> this is a place where to get noticed yeah and i mean they added story mode you yeah. know what i'm saying All i mean stuff. come on that's what i was gonna ask too were, were you pretty active on linkedin before you started the hunt or no yeah and that's how i feel about it like if i'm not looking it's out of mind out of yeah. sight like I, i'll open it when i engage like someone like adds me to their thing but that's about it like yeah, yeah. but now in my job i use linkedin all the time nice. so it isn't just a um a job hunting platform it's a job connecting platform yeah. i think yeah. that's what's changing which is really cool because there's just there's so much noise in the email world Right. And there's no, mm -hmm. it's harder to show identity uh, via just pure text in an email. We get way too many emails, phone calls. I feel especially like post election. We don't, we get so many phone calls now that we're just, we're very, yeah, we were from random numbers. Like, and now uh, we're ultra yeah. scared because it's like, okay, election's over. Like I already voted it. Like you can stop calling me now. Um, yes, exactly. So, so that's not working. So enter LinkedIn as this new way to connect with people. A lot of times people, I feel like are moving the content that they're, that's usually on a Instagram or Facebook and it's just on LinkedIn. So it's like an excuse just to be on social media and interact with people. Um, and not everyone is doing it. So it's a little, it's a little less prevalent probably than emails or calls that you're getting. And if you're good and show that you're unique and authentic and genuine and have a reason for someone to connect with you, I think it's a lot easier platform to show that. Um, so yeah, LinkedIn's been great. Um, sending messages, video, I haven't messed around with stories too much, but I'm sure that yeah, that's we have yet to get an adventure to that. But yeah, I mean, LinkedIn is a content platform now. Like I said, yeah. you posted a pitch video. You know, it wasn't just a blog post or anything like that, but it was a legit video with uh, a little bit of production. You know, we actually utilize LinkedIn to grow the podcast audience. I mean, I can't just like copy and paste my Instagram post to there, you know, like I have to be thoughtful about the content that I put there and make sure that it's like, you know, that's the appropriate audience for this piece of content. Right. But, you know, when we have guests on that are relevant in the business world or they're doing something like that, uh, I try to create some content specifically for LinkedIn and it actually paid off pretty big time over the summer in August. We boosted our following a lot wow. and just got a ton of traction from a few LinkedIn posts and drew uh, a lot of listeners yes. that, uh, you know, and followers on our LinkedIn page. Yeah. Quality Goods has a LinkedIn page, guys. Follow <laughs> us. Check us yep, out. Yep. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, if you can post engaging content, uh, you know, you, you see the community interact with your posts, commenting, liking, sharing, all that stuff, just like you would on any other platform. And it's a great resource to learn, too. Um, Absolutely. I mean, a lot of... Yeah, I use LinkedIn Learning. There's actually a, a learning section. I have that pro account, and I use that to pick up uh, industry re uh, related skills. Yeah. yeah. So LinkedIn puts out their own stuff, which is really good. And then if yeah, cause the they bought lynda.com, they acquired lynda.com. I don't know if you're familiar What's lynda with lynda.com. <laughs> What's that? Oh, it's like, uh, it, like, uh, educational videos okay. for pretty much anything you know like mm -hmm. if you want to learn a piece of software or you want to learn some like job related skills it's all like vi online video courses cool and you get like a certificate you know saying that you completed this course so it is you know if you're looking to boost your rep in your industry peeps go check that out yeah there's a lot of great sales driven sort of things that I picked up during the job hunt that from just mm -hmm. LinkedIn and following the right people. Um, Gong is this, uh, it's a technology that basically uses AI to capture sales conversations. So whether it be phone or email and they have all this data, right. Of all these companies that they work with. And so they've figured out certain things that get people's attention like certain call to actions that work or certain buzzwords that work. 
Um, and I've used all that and brought that into my job now. So I really appreciate, you know, tools like that. And I knew about that completely through LinkedIn. It's funny that you mentioned those like buzzwords and things that get people's attention. I just recently watched the movie, sorry to bother you. I don't know if you've seen that. Oh, is that? Yeah. Is that like Boots Riley movie with, yeah, with Lakeith Stanfield and he's like a yeah, telemarketer it, or he's like a phone salesperson. Does it take place and then, in Oakland or yeah, the area? Yeah. Okay. Yes. I wanted to see that. Is it good? <laughs> it is wild. Um, it's very interesting. I'll say that like good, uh, subjective. I don't, I don't, I don't, so it's pretty artsy, weird. A weird, okay. weird's a good <laughs> word for it. Yeah. It's very weird. Okay. Let's put it that way. But, uh, right. I'd say it's worth checking out. Okay. I'm sorry to yeah. bother you. Yeah. I've heard about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. If you're in sales, go, go, go peep that. See how you can, Get, get people's attention and make them feel comfortable and get, earn their trust. Yeah. What, uh, since you're on LinkedIn a lot, what have you seen from people that also gets your attention that are looking for jobs right now? I'm not so sure about specifically job hunting, but just, I think even if you're, you have a job posting things that are relevant to what you're doing shows that you are active and all, you know, like, just active in the workforce and trying to spread the message about what you're doing. You know, if you're sharing something on LinkedIn, you want people to see it. And what companies take notice of that? They're like, Oh, look at this person, like yeah. really putting on for the project or the product that they're working on. Like, this is the kind of person that I want on my team. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like this. Yeah. Like he's really pumping and like really believes in this is like bought into that product, whatever. Like, yeah. Yeah. And you kind of alluded to this earlier, but you know, like the, the, best time to search for a job is when you already have one or and it's, i mean just networking while you already have a job not even with the intent of searching for a job you know you never know where those connections are going to lead to because you may meet somebody tomorrow and you're comfortable in your you know position but maybe a few months from now you let you start to think about making a change and you're like oh i met this person through this and let me just you know now you have a casual relationship with them you're not like cold messaging them and you know with with an ask you're just like yeah. hey we're homies like i'm curious about this what can you tell me about it yeah and then that way there's you know there's less at stake because you're not you're not just asking for a favor you know you're just it's more of a friendly conversation. And I think that when the, the, there's less tension, that's when, when everybody's at ease and comfortable, those are when good connections are forged. You establish rapport and that yeah. number one, Huge. once before you're making that ask. And I think about what people post to a lot of times people are just posting stuff that their own company puts out. And so then it's like, okay, like, cool you're an extension yeah it like makes company, sense yeah nice commercial or whatever i always find a lot of value that people are posting more just industry specific things because i don't think it's showing as much bias and it's showing more just a seek for knowledge um and that it's not like i'm shoving my product or service down your throat it's more like i want to educate you on what's going on right now and i always find i i think you should certainly shoot your shot and promote your stuff. But if the more varied and yeah, the less predictable content. you are, right? Because if I'm always yeah. posting a video, you kind of be like, there's going to be some duds in there. Right. And like all of a sudden, yeah. like, uh, Tim, another video. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're like, Oh, he's the video guy. You, know? <laughs> you don't want to be a guy. You want to be a guy. You want to be Tim. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you just, you want to have a brand that is multifunctional and is unpredictable because then it's like, Oh wow. Tim put out a video. Like he doesn't normally do that. Or maybe it's like a once a month thing. Maybe I will mm, give him yeah. 45 seconds of yeah. my time. You know, um, I saw you did do a follow up video once you did get put hired. So, uh, you know, that, that, that's a cool. Yeah. I, had that's a, a good I move, wanted yeah. to announce that I, that I had selected. Yeah. Don't leave us hanging, man. We need to know. Uh, and so I went deep into the archives and 
basically recreated the decision from LeBron. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Via, That's exactly what I was thinking without even seeing the video. I was like, yeah. Yeah, but, well, that was the first thing I thought of. <laughs> and I reshot that with. Um, yeah, with I do remember that. Yeah. Shirt as LeBron. And, you know, like, oh, this is tough. Costs this summer or this fall. I'm taking my talents to my kitchen table and working for Amada Health. It was yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and yeah, a lot of people are like, they post the same thing and it's like, thank you to all these people. And now I've picked this company and I was like, yeah, everyone does that. Let me, let me yeah. just throw a little spice on it. So, yeah. And I was thinking about the hats, like when the high school kids commit yeah. to the college or whatever, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, like, yeah, the yeah. multiple hats. Yeah, exactly. 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 Do the hat. Uh, there's so many different ways especially man yeah. the whole selecting college hype video now people are it's just like promposals, dude. Man, I don't want to show my hand, but I'm gonna have to do a a, a job reveal. You know what I'm saying? Like, boom, <laughs> the, the, the balloon oh, pops like open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, just don't, just don't yeah, use don't, fire. Yeah, no, no fireworks. Yeah, no pyro. Yeah, exactly. No pyro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think what I'm learning just in, in general from that, and like obviously, like like we just said too, like um. We, when you can search for a job when you have one it's it's one thing but obviously this year taught us like you have no idea what's going to happen tomorrow you know what i'm saying and we're here, here we are going through another lockdown and whatever version is this time too but yeah man i mean it's just you have to know that the things you've done in your past will help you succeed in the future and like use those tools like you you can't just out of nowhere try to like not only look for a new job look for a new approach of like presenting yourself you know what i'm saying like you have this personality like try to highlight that you know mm-hmm. Yeah, people take notice. But uh, yeah, back to what you were saying about your original pitch video. Sometimes you just have to put your pride and ego in check and put yourself out there and not worry about what people are going to think. Like, are they going to think I'm silly for doing this? And it's funny because it was something that actually uh, Dogface on the, of social oh, yeah. media fame said, you know, are you familiar with Dogface? Dogface. The guy oh, who uh, yeah. created the, the, yeah. the cranberry dream. Yeah. That guy's rich now. With, with dreams. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, He's got, he's got like probably like five mil followers yeah. now. So yeah, he's been doing all kinds of ads on social yeah, media. TikTok, freaking. But uh, he, it was actually in an interview that I saw with him. Like he was on a podcast and he's just like, you know what? You can't, you, you gotta just like get past the fact that you might look silly for a moment while you're doing it, you know? Because he's just out and about, you know? He probably sets his phone up and he's just out there. You just see this guy dancing and stuff. But you can't worry about what those onlookers are thinking about what you're doing right now because look what happened to him. He He's dancing, just putting out good vibes on social media. Yeah. And it because people saw how genuine he was being and he wasn't just doing it for the likes and follows but it just happened yeah, though, it just happened organically and he that's was exactly like, who i thought about when we you know we talked about what this episode was kind of that he popped in my head right away like how people just leverage their opportunities into like hey i didn't even know that was going to happen i just wanted to do this anyway yeah, and we all we all immediately when we saw that video we thought oh we have those same moments like we're vibing yeah. yes. we're like singing yes. in the shower or whatever like that one song comes on and we feel it and we immediately connected with that moment um yeah we all knew it was a real moment it wasn't yes. staged yeah, it wasn't like have had it wasn't version. like oh this yes. is gonna do it yeah. for me yeah. you know that's like stand-up comics are so great because they're saying the things we're thinking but they yeah, the have obvious. the they have the courage to put it out there but it's yeah. funny because yeah. we're all thinking it but we're not bold enough to actually yeah. say it to people yeah. yeah and they don't say it with malicious intent you know they say it because they know we've all thought these things yeah, and but it's yeah but it's delivery it's timing you know what i'm saying it's not just stating the facts i'm saying it's not just making a video it's making a video and adding a myspace picture you know what i'm saying like it is like that little thing that just makes it yeah a little yeah i don't know uh, one other thing that I, I wanted to bring up for for those who are searching for jobs right now um you know you were you once bared the title of vp how did that feel like having to go searching for a job you know like it's not you can't just like roll into another vp role with ease you know so how did it feel having to like you know check your pride and your ego and uh, hit the job hunt again yeah um i knew that there 
really wasn't apples to apples, right? In terms of, yeah. oh, I'm a VP at a three-person <laughs> company. That's going to be the same thing as a VP at a 500-person company. Yeah. Um, so I didn't, and unfortunately, sometimes that screws you on the job hunt front, right? Because they mm-hmm. see that title yeah, like, like oh is he overqualified for this yeah he's overqualified or or something like that so it wasn't um i knew that i wasn't i wasn't seeking the same title ever when i started that process it was more how am i um how am i what's my story of why i'm seeking this new title and why it makes sense um coming from where i was from and you know, for me, it was along the lines of, well, I'm comfortable with starting somewhere where I can learn and get better. And I'm not afraid of going in a quote unquote entry level sort of position because I'm going to advance really, really fast. And if that requires me to prove myself, Sure. Let me run that race. Yeah, so be it. Yeah. Let me run that race and we'll see how I do. Um, and so I think it was, but, and it, it was very, it helped a lot that I had a lot of conversations with people that I wasn't job hunting. I was more just learning about the sales world and what would make sense for my entry point to be. And in, at some companies, it was more account executive, which is kind of the next level up from that SDR, BDR role. And at some companies like an Omada, they're not, the SDR role isn't entry level. They're certainly looking for people with some, um, you know, background that, that proves themselves. Um, so not, it's not always one title at one company is not the same as another mm-hmm. title, at yeah, another company. For sure. So figure out the industry, figure out that company, figure out where you're the best fit at. And then, Titles are titles. It's not, it's not a big yeah. deal. Uh, is that something that comes up in the interview process though? Like, do they ask you about that? Like, how do you feel about not bearing that title or whatever? Or how do you feel about like, you know, stepping to a lower rung or whatever? Yeah. I think you better be ready to answer that question if, if you're in that position. And I, I was just eager to, to flourish in a space that I, that I wasn't completely aware of in the healthcare world, but I knew sales and I knew this company got me really excited. So I wasn't, some people are very titles driven and some people, um, you know, seek that. That wasn't something that was a huge value to me. So I wasn't very, um, I was okay with going to a bigger company where maybe if I went to a smaller company, I'd be more focused on my, position in the company or something like that. So it's, um, be ready to answer that question. If you're, if you're changing it and and lead with it, don't let them ask the question. You lead that conversation. Um, and just have a good rationale of, of what, what your change is and do your homework based upon, you know, I know my skill set, I titles or whatever, but I know my skill set and I know that it best transfers to your group in this role. Yeah. I I like what you just said there. Like, lead with those things because you know if you are the one bringing up your quote-unquote weaknesses or whatever but then you already have counter arguments for those and you present them right up front like they can't reach for those themselves you're like hey i know that i'm not been in a sales role for for a while but this and this and this these are all the actions that i've taken to make sure that i'm prepared to take on this role and flourish in it yeah control the process as much as you can. I mean, I said that in sales conversations, but I, I think that's one, any, any job is sales related. I think if you break it down yes, enough, whether you're managing much, yeah. people or managing mean, customers or you're managing products, the fact that you can identify a skill set um, and apply it to something new and be able to be humble and humility is such a huge part of any job, right? Because you're going to get critiqued. You're going to get feedback at stuff better. If you already, if you feel like you're above it or you're not willing to acknowledge stuff that you need to work at, 
that could be a red flag. Were there things that, uh, you know, obviously you decided and to where to take your talents to, but were there things that were similar to this job um, to your last, like culture wise, or was it something new that you had not really seen? Like, this is why I want to, you know, choose these guys to, to make it, you know, to, to go to the future with. Yeah. I mean, there's certainly parallels. There's some major differences, but there are parallels. I mean, it was, I could immediately tell no matter who I talked to at Amada, they really, they really loved what they were doing and they loved working with each other. Like I would notice, especially in that three hour interview, as I got past kind of from one person to the next, um, there'd be times where two Amada people would jump on and transition and they were like, Oh my gosh, I haven't seen you, blah, 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 blah. back up and um and i just thought that was cool that connection and that was something at, at mascot that i knew that ryan and gina and i always had like we were you know we were professional colleagues but we cared about we cared about each other in our personal lives and mm-hmm. and we really were we really cared about what we were doing and who we were helping and that's what i noticed at omada that really rang true and how i knew it would be a good choice um so different industries but that passion for the product and the, the solution that you're providing your customer that rang true. And then the, the camaraderie and chemistry amongst people that you work with. Yeah. yeah. If you really, yeah. If you have people that are really cheering for you, like that are on your team, man, it just feels good, man. Like, and, and you do the same for them. Like you just, you see when that like clicks for them and how it brought that project to the next level or whatever, you know, it's like, man, it turns it from a job to a career, right? Like you're going to mm-hmm. be encouraged to work harder because you understand your value and what you bring to a group when you, you know, genuinely care about the people that you work with versus clocking clock out, collect my paycheck and, mm-hmm. and then don't talk to me ever again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think my current role, it's maybe one of the, the, one of the few jobs that I, you know, I like to hang out with my coworkers outside of work. I mean, not so much this year, Yeah, <laughs> but when it was a thing, but yeah, but when that was a thing, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, like my team, we we love to hang out and you know have a happy hour and, and all that, whether it was work sponsored or not. Mm-hmm. You know, like some of those folks are my very good friends now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's important. Like, I mean, you want to not only find you know what your energy and your personality can bring to whatever it is a relationship of any sort, but you also want to make sure like it'll help feed you and make that personality bigger, like while doing that, you know what I'm saying? Like you want to be able to have, have that benefit of definitely more than just a paycheck, man. You know what I mean? There's, there are plenty of jobs that are hiring that you said you could just clock into, but yeah, you want to make it a career as just part of like, while I grow as a person, I want to see what this becomes as well. Well, as we wind down this conversation, um, instead of the normal support quality uh, segment that we usually do, since you got a good one of those in on the, on the last round, which was actually featured in our last, episode, yeah. our last episode, <laughs> which we did not promote because I've been so goddamn busy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, hey folks, go check that out. Support quality. <laughs> it's called hashtag support quality. Just a montage of clips of of all of our guests, you know, celebrating the people that support them, and the it's a good one. So go check that out. But <laughs> enough about that uh, today. Since we are talking about the job hunt, and also oh, also just congrats on on your role, Adamant. I don't even think I said those words <laughs> yeah, to you at all. Sure, so man. congratulations on that and your new place. But uh, for this one, why don't we just have like top three? job hunting tips for those who might be in need of hearing yeah, such advice right now for such mm, my top three job hunting tips um i mean we kind of touched on a lot of yeah, things, a yeah, things yeah, like, that you did yeah. so like yeah, what were some wanna... of the most effective so I, things that you did i think number one internally understand understand you and your brand so figure out what you've done and what you want to do and what you're really good at. So that's certainly a big part of it. I think the next step is to get as much feedback and connect with as many people as you can about bouncing off those ideas and getting their 
advice on where to find those opportunities um, and learning more about the or- their organization and things like that. So investing, investing in yourself, number one, investing in your network, number two, and then number three, I think once you find that position, be relentless and creative in getting the people's attention to make that happen. And you're not being a pest until someone that says you're being a pest go away from the heart and you genuinely care and you have a really good one sentence, two sentence elevator pitch of why it makes sense. I think any smart hiring manager would listen to that one to two sentences. And, and I think don't get discouraged when that doesn't pay off because that's not a good fit. It really yeah. isn't. If you're mm-hmm. leading with the right reasons and that's not accepted, then you don't want to work for those people. You want to no. work for the people that acknowledge that and feel like that's a good fit. So invest in yourself, number one, invest in your network, and then relentlessly pursue that opportunity with your authentic brand. That is great advice, man. I actually will definitely take that advice in my own job hunt as I continue to put myself out there, there. see what's out there. You know, like I've been in no, I've, you know, I have the luxury of not being rushed into this process and therefore do get to explore uh, companies that align with my values and that will be a good fit for me. But Mm -hmm. yeah, those first two, yeah. Got to dig within, figure out what, what I'm really after. And, uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, man, thank you so much for joining us this weekend. It is uh, a lovely weekend here in the Bay and, uh, you know, 2021 seems to be looking a tiny bit brighter than 2020. I'm, you know, knock on, on wood. (laughs) I don't want to speak too soon, but seems we're all, uh, you know, got, got some new beginnings here. So let's, let's bring this energy fourth it will be into we're, we're 2021 figuring it out we're figuring out how to navigate yeah. these weird times and the cool thing is I, he- I heard this quote i think it was like some former general electric executive said in times of crises bad companies die good companies survive great companies adapt and thrive and so the people mm-hmm. that are doing really well i'm seeing a lot of cool stuff out there you can give up or you can think about what you're doing, change and get better. It's the restaurant that gets closed and the city says no can do. They're out there building a parklet and set and figuring it out. I got a, exactly. I got a Korean burrito from this place, uh, Taqueria, I think, in um, kind of like around Polk, um, like Knob Hill area of SF. And we were talking to the owner and he was like, yeah, it was my birthday the other day. And the only thing I wanted for my birthday was just to build this parklet. So my entire company came out and we just built it. <laughs> and it was just like such a cool survival story. And we're figuring it out right now. We're all stressed. We're all in this yeah. weird place, but just continue to take the high road and adapt and, and you'll, you'll figure out, you'll figure it out. We'll all figure it yeah, out, man. Yeah, we're on the brink of a renaissance, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, everyone's got to change how they entertain you, how they, you know, interact with their fans if you're an entertainer, you know, how you work, how you eat, how you study, you know what I'm saying? So it's it's time to to be ready for the change and be a part of it. Yeah, vaccines are not going to just erase yeah. all that's yeah, there's a lot of taking work. place. Yeah, you know? exactly. That's going to change the way we do things as a society for the long run, for yeah. the long term, you know? The, the pandemic may uh go away but we still have to be very conscious that, of our, yeah, our that, health yeah. and because and that, you know another one could, yeah another one could could happen so yeah. but thanks again for joining yes, us man, man. Uh, you know if you want to connect with tim on linkedin and peep some of his his content feel free to reach out to him there yeah absolutely yeah and uh if you want to share your other social media right now you can do so Keep it to if LinkedIn. Let's drive okay. everybody yeah. to one yeah. source. Tim Cole. It's I like good. that. The fact yeah. that I don't really post much on the other um, mediums right now is telling me 
how much I am invested in my career and, and how, there we and go. how that's, that's been the majority of my time. But, um, yeah, find me on LinkedIn, let's connect and, and that's yeah, all you can watch Tim's pitch videos. You can watch yeah, the yeah. decision. <laughs> Yeah, it's and all. And I'm there. sure you guys will find other people to connect with, man. You know what I'm saying everybody's on LinkedIn one way or another. Yeah, you, know you saying, can connect so. with me on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm I'm Christopher Beatty on there. There's probably a lot of them on on there. <laughs> a lot of Chris Beatties on there. But if you go to LinkedIn.com/in/slash/Mr. Chris Beatty, that's where you'll find me. It's on there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the only thing I'm doing on LinkedIn is uh, accepting other people right now. So I'm not really active on yeah. there. So, yeah. Yeah. You can also follow Quality Goods. Everybody. You send it to Anson J. You're getting a connection. <laughs> yeah, big, big facts, big yeah. facts. Yeah, and you can follow Quality Goods on, on LinkedIn too. Yeah. You know, we post content on there. You can connect with us. We share articles that are relevant to uh, things that we're talking about and things that we like going on in the world. So Definitely. follow us. You'll get some content there. You'll be entertained by us. Maybe we'll get on those stories. There you maybe, go. maybe LinkedIn sponsor the pod. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let's do big things. The official podcast of LinkedIn. I'm ready. <laughs> right on, right on. Yes, yeah, man. Connect. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Tim. And uh, yeah, we we're not gonna we're not gonna boast our other socials right now. So just just LinkedIn for now. But uh, <laughs> until until the next podcast, then then you can we'll, we'll promote it then. <laughs> but, uh, Definitely. Yeah. Until next time, guys. We out.